going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Throne Podcast, and I am here joined today by some very, very, very special guests. I'm about to hit the round of applause button on these motherfuckers right now. You can't hear it, but I can hear it. <laughs> round of applause, round of applause. I am joined by none other than my bandmates from Turning Gears, Brian Moreno, Alex Moreno, the Moreno Brothers. What's hey. going on, y'all boys? What's hey, what's up, guys? And a very special guest, secret special guest, Malik the Light Guy. What's going on? Yo, yo. <laughs> Malik, the original producer of The Throne, light engineer, music video director, multimedia so mogul. Many, so many things, you know. A lot of things, man. And this was a Gigolo. surprise. Yeah, Gigolo on the side. That's no dope. comment, That's no dope. comment, no comment. <laughs> yo, man. But it's against our income in the band somehow, so... We were pimping him out for a little bit. Oh, just yeah. a little bit. I, would, I won't forget Tampa, though. <laughs> <laughs> the cowboy hat. What happened? Oh, it stays in Tampa, right? What happens in Tampa. Tampa stays in Tampa. All right, I got you. So, uh, like I said, it's been a long time, man. It's definitely been a long time since I had you guys on the podcast. Yeah. And it's because you guys have been on a bunch. But it's a very different occasion. I've brought it up um, many times on the show that we have a new project, uh, Turning Gears, and... I, since we started it, I never really brought you guys in to talk about it. So now that we're a week away from dropping our EP, which is very exciting. Yes, it is. It's a whole new project. It's a whole new set of songs uh, all that we all wrote together. Um, and I'm fucking stoked, man. But what, do you, what about you guys? I know you've been in many projects. I don't know too much about other projects that you've done on the side, not including Alex. No. Nah. If uh, it hasn't been with Alex, I haven't done anything, man. Okay, so how how are you, Brian? You don't talk too much, so I want to ask you first, man. How how do you feel about the new project, man? I love it. Do you really? Yes, one hundred percent. I I want I want to get more out of you, man. Why do you like it? Then talk more to the mic if you don't mind. Because it's us, and I love it. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Um, I'm really proud of it. Um, I think it's going to be a great EP because. Uh, I don't know if it is a, you know, the attention spam or, or anything, but I think it's a good length album. Just five songs. Uh, they're, I think they are pretty groovy. They're pretty, um, how can you say this, uh, distinctive right. from each other. It's, right. Even though it's going to be a softer album because we're thinking of dropping a heavier album afterwards. But even though they're, gro- they're pretty groovy, they, they're pretty groovy. cool. And I love it. Uh, I think it's it's a good transition. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, we spent, I want to say, close to five years um, with the Unoya project and made changes. Um, we had a really solid lineup for like a good three and a half years, about, I think, maybe four. Uh, and it just got to the point where, you know, once Dave ended up exiting the band and uh, Vince followed like a few months after, Trying to find a new guitarist and shit. We brought in Austin, who was awesome. Uh, and then he just kind of bailed. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he played one show at Kryptonite. And he was so good. Yeah. And everyone, dude. Why I, I remember that that night so uh, vividly because he rode with me that night. Yeah. Uh, so we rode there together. And when we walked in, you know, dapping everybody up, saying hi to Macronium and Eras one. You know, the whole community was there and shit. And after, I remember at the dinner where he was, where like, the, basically it was like a breakup dinner, dude. It was so fucking weird. He's like, guys, uh, can you guys come to Flanagan's? <laughs> oh, man. So we're at Flanagan's and he's like, oh, when, when I walked in there, it was like, it was like Goodfellas, you know? JC's fucking greeting everybody and shit. Like, it's the mafia and I don't know anybody. I felt so awkward. I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, if you just play more shows and stuff, you would start you would to know. get acclimated exactly. with everyone, you know? Uh, it's kind of... It's kind of annoying that we spent a lot of time teaching him the material and whatnot, but at the same time, I'm grateful that he was a part of the project for as long as he was. Just It allowed us, at least at the very least, to, to get in Kryptonite, and uh, that was an awesome set. We played Building for the first time that night, Yeah, uh, which we didn't play really much anything from the minor setback EP till then. Yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was great. I mean, jamming with, with Austin, it's just a shame that it didn't go any further than that, but I'm also glad that it didn't because... Um, you know, I think uh, thinking about it now, his intentions were never to really stick around. So it's just like, kind of like, unfortunately, was a waste of time. I mean, yeah, and unfortunately, we hit a lot of like, um, 
speed bumps along the way with things that, you know, you know, kind of like before we got to where we are now. Yeah, I mean, Malik for a long time was saying that, like, we should just like shrink down and just like minimize, you know, you know, even Ralph, you know, I mean, like, you know, funny enough, I, you know, I don't know if it's even been mentioned in the podcast, but I'm playing with Aries one now. I'm replacing Lou and right. But for a while, you know, we had Ralph, you know, singing in with us, but he was going through personal stuff, too. So it wasn't a thing that it was, you know, he could handle. So at the time, you know, we're like, well, the three of us are serious about it. So let's do something between the three of us. And it's so far has been working out great, man, because, I mean, I feel like, you know, everybody here is dependable and everybody's into it and everybody, you know, pitches in, you know, like it's not like. It's not like, you know, yeah, that like, I'm not saying that, you know, it was mostly me because right. everybody in that in that project was a key factor. It didn't work. And one of the persons were out. But a lot of the stuff was like stuff that I've been working on for a long time by myself. And now all the stuff that is now in, you know, that we're releasing now in the EP is stuff that we all did together and, you know, wrote together. Yeah, I mean, guitar parts, every you know, like half the guitar parts are Brian the arrangements were yours and you know you also uh, you know vocals and stuff like that you help a lot so it's just it's great man yeah that's really what i enjoy most about this new thing is um actually contributing in the songwriting process uh in 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 a more significant way not that i didn't before but it was definitely like you said material that was already the skeleton and the foundation was pretty much laid out for it uh so apart from escaping the future which was on collapsed society it wasn't really um it was more of like hey we have these you know what i'm saying learn them make them yeah. your own in, in a certain way and then let's record them and shit but like the stuff was pretty much ready to go you know it's like making a book into a movie you have the material there already you don't yeah. have to write it from scratch you know what i mean but you're still doing something of your own you know there's a lot of people that take a story make it into a movie and it still kind of feels like something different um but that without going too much further into the old project man this new project um the EP is called Inertia. I announced it on the last episode. Uh, so I guess we can get into a little bit of, of like what that means and stuff. And also the album cover, which Malik helped design. And um, Thank you. I ha- yeah, for real. <laughs> man, big so big ups yes? for that. Is that a yes? Is that a yes for what? For the album cover. Yeah, no. Oh, I, I never got course, an answer. Yeah. Yeah. I never oh, got for, an answer. For me? For I, nobody. I, just, I, here no. you go, guys. I remember I told you um, that no, everyone no, liked cool. the first one. Um, I remember we were like, should we put the lines? Should we keep the lines? I was yeah. kind of no, a fan we're, of Dude, we're cool. super awesome, happy awesome. about it. It's, it's you know what? I did. Uh, it's funny how I made it because I was trying to do it. And I had a mind of, you know, you guys and you know, yeah. So my mind was that, you know, yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not working right. And I'm like, yo, JC, <laughs> let me, let me, give me the tracks. You know, he low key under a table that, like, yo, here's the tracks. Listen to this shit, you know? Yeah. And once I heard the tracks, like it was completely different from you know, uh, which you know, I want to say in a positive way. Like, it's Thank like you. I'm <laughs> like, is that them? Oh, sh- oh, okay, okay. You know, that's pretty like, cool. More groovy, like Brian said. You know, yeah, so. yeah. The songs catchier. definitely have more and catchier. Yeah, and it helped. It helped uh, do the artwork. Like for real, like there were a couple of tracks I play on repeat, two three times. And once I got the idea with the sound, and I'm like, okay, now I know where this is going. And yeah, it worked and w- out. Uh, I'm really glad that uh, that you said that because, um, you know, at first when we were thinking about doing a trio, like I was really, um, I don't know, I, I'm a nostalgic kind of person in a way. So, like, you know, thinking about the Revolution gig and uh, all the the touring shit that we did with Dave and Vince and, and that whole project, everyone we met along the way, uh, I had a bit of a hard time, like, just trying to let that go. Uh, not that it's, like, gone forever type of no, thing. No, it's but something we could ever bring back always. Yeah, yeah. Just um, in the moment, I wasn't really seeing the full picture that way, you know? So now that the project, um, the Turning Gears, is, is more coming to life and it we're really it's starting to come come uh, into its own, uh, it feels a lot cooler. Like, it uh, doesn't feel as restrictive. Like, I don't feel like... Uh, and I didn't feel that way about Unoya either. Like, we pretty much did what we wanted. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Um, it it was it some of the songs like we knew like if we have to play heavy shit like at our sets you know yeah it, it felt like oh no like it's like we could do this but we still need to play this this song it needs a breakdown or yeah you know exactly. what I mean something like that yeah I noticed you guys in this one is uh more open sounds yeah different genres but still keeping the same 
base. Yeah, like what, what what Brian was mentioning earlier that like the songs feel different. Yeah, and every track kind of they don't really feel none of them feel like the same song one more time, you know, which uh, I think is cool. It's hard to do because like a lot of bands, their debut album or, or a lot of times they'll have their sound, which isn't bad. Most of the time it's unique. Um, but a lot of the times, one or two songs will be like, okay, this is pretty much the same thing, or chorus, verse, chorus, you know what I'm saying? Like, just very easy um, stuff, which is there's nothing wrong with that. There were definitely some songs that, writing this, were like, let's keep it simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's try and make a song that's actually kind of catchy. So there's nothing wrong with having that kind of um, idea or that goal or that intention when you're writing a song. Um, but at the same time, you could tell when something's just fabricated. You know, like uh, cookie cutter and shit like that. I think a good example of someone that has extremely catchy songs, but they're very musical is Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. Fucking extremely like complex musically like stuff like uh, Sir Duke. I don't know if you guys heard that song, but for the for the people who are listening to the podcast, definitely check it out. It the musical changes that it does, like melody wise and stuff like that is incredible. But, like, for just the average listener would not ever think twice of, like, it just sounds catchy and it sounds fun. Yeah. But it's 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 a big example. Like, it just because it sounds catchy doesn't mean that it's simple and stuff like that. Like, the Beatles have very, like, unique melodies and stuff like that in their songs. A lot of times it's really what just sounds good sounds good, man. They're just so simple, too. With that. Yeah, there, there's something. Like, it, it sounds simple. That's the crazy thing. It sounds thing, simple, right? But Remember it's when not, I try to do like covers, guitar covers or whatever, I'm like, this it, that's it? This is the chords, you know? But no, they got the right, the right rhythm. It's, some, it's like know? a sweet spot in between of like simplicity and catchiness and, and a little bit of musical ability. Because, um, I mean, you know, you have songs that like everyone kind of is like, that's like their first song. Like if you pick up an electric guitar, a lot of people like learn Smoke on the Water. Uh, or um, <laughs> if you pick up an acoustic wonder wall, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's there. not, <laughs> I've been there. It's like, there's songs that they might not be the hardest things in the world, but goddamn, you'll kick yourself thinking, like, why didn't I fucking write that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. stop playing wonder wall. I said maybe. No, hey, hey, come one on. One of the man. best feelings is actually playing, like, for example, Master of Puppets the first couple times. Oh, and my you get goodness. it right on guitar. Yeah, that that it's an achievement, dude. For sure, man. I, I mean, I worked at a music store for a long time, man. And even though I can't listen to Smoke on the Water or Sweet Child <laughs> Mind ever again, <laughs> I, I do appreciate what they do, man. I think it's cool that it's like at least as a gateway to like people opening up. Oh, I want to pick up this instrument and stuff like that. Like for a long time, like even like going to like a different topic, like for with like Greta Ben Fleet, like honestly, you know, like they get a lot of hate and I can't understand why I'm not, it's not that I'm a fan, but I also appreciate that at least there's a band that actually sounds semi decent and they're in the charts. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that mentality of like a lot of metalheads and rockers where they're like, Oh no, fuck. They sound exactly like Zeppelin and shit like that. I'm like, dude, be happy that there's at least something there. Cause otherwise, if you look at all the other stuff, none of it represents anything that you semi listen to. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, I don't know, man. I feel like that mentality of like, you know, how like, I feel like in the 80s, it was like, oh, it sounds good. It looks cool. Fuck it. I fuck with it. And it got like a following and people liked it. Now people are like, no, it's, they sold out. It's too, it's not exclusive anymore. I don't want to listen to it. And it doesn't have any longevity or stuff like that. whatever, whatever bullshit excuse. It just feels like, you know, like it's bullshit, man. Yeah. You know I mean, like if you like, I'm super happy that like, you know, like, the Queen movie came out, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, because I'm a huge fan of Queen, and a lot of people are exposed now to Queen that didn't know about Queen, and like the band that I like is bigger now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like the I don't understand that mentality. It's like your soccer team, man. Yeah. You know, like it's like oh, this is my favorite soccer team, and you know they, they did a great fucking tournament and stuff like, that, and you're like fuck yeah, and people are becoming more fans of it. And you're like, yeah, that's my soccer team. That's how I yeah, feel about it. It's like, so the mentality of like, oh, no, they sold out and shit like that. And it's just like, it's bullshit. Yeah. Unless you, you know, really, you, it doesn't you know represent, what's, what's you don't like the art. You know what I mean? The, so you're talking about people selling out. The the genre of independent musician is an actual genre like rap and hip hop made by the record companies to call it like indie music. Yeah. Because if they call it like heavy rock or anything, people will be like, oh, it's too mainstream. I like indie music. Yet indie music in the sector that I represent is like more mainstream than some actual mainstream acts. 
yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, and there's that that uh, speaking to to what what Alex was saying. There's like that whole thing where you'll see a band on YouTube. It's like, oh, I was here before the song was in whatever movie or whatever show. Or like, and then people are like, "Bro, why are you mad? Like, people like the song. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Or people that like people? I think it's it's an indie thing. Like, it's, it's a hipster it's, thing. It's, yeah, the hipster thing. Because like with the Arctic Monkeys and shit, is like once they started getting bigger and bigger, there were fans that said that like, oh, they sold out. I like them better thing, when dude. they were they, low they, key they, they, and this and that. It like, it's like, why are you mad that the people you like are being successful, dude? And yeah, like, exactly. touring the world. It's like it's. Bro, also, he went to Germany, man. Fuck that. It's like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> you know? it's like. Oh I've, shit! How can I explain it? It's like. I think that's almost like the same mentality of people who get jealous of friends and family that are doing well, which I always found that is bullshit. Like, bro, like the like if my brother is doing well, making a lot of money and he's happy, I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Malik and same thing with you. I don't understand that mentality. It's like, oh, man, he got that car, man. Why don't I have that car? I, I don't understand that fucking mentality. It's bullshit. It's toxic. Yeah, it is so toxic. Like, as someone who has had that mentality uh, before, not all the time, but like with certain things, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've said many times on the show that I'm a hater. And part of being a hater is that mentality. Like, that's very prevalent. Like, yeah, um, that's a very hater mentality. And like, uh, I had to like call myself out on it when I was doing it. You know what I mean? And that's how you grow out of it. You're not going to. I mean, I, I think it's kind of natural, like in a way, uh, maybe not um, with your friends and family and shit like that, but. You know, there's artists that I look at. I'm like, damn, doll, like, really? You know this, what I mean? Yeah, this this dude. <laughs> yeah, and, and I get that that's kind of shitty, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like, um, yeah, it, it it it's immature, but it's I I can't help feeling that everybody, way sometimes, everybody dude. Hater inside, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's the thing. It's a little like, I, I'll, just to throw a name out there, uh, Billie Eilish. Like, she's like 18, 19, however old she is. Yeah. But like. Uh, there's just certain things like her brother writes her music and he was a failed musician basically. And so <laughs> he's just writing her music because that's where the money's at now, basically. And weird lines about her wanting to fuck dads, but like he wrote it. So it's like, why is he writing lines about his 16 year old <laughs> sister fucking people's dads? I don't know. But I just, I, everything about that whole thing, I just thought was really weird and I never really liked her. Um, but I have to understand that's me a little bit of being a hater. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing with Greta Van Fleet. I still don't fucking like them, dude. Just cause that whole Led Zeppelin thing. And but with that point you made, that it, it does it does um make me look at it in a new light because I should. It, it is cool to have a rock band in the charts, bro. Because everyone, the whole thing now is oh, rock is dead, heavy metal is dead. Yeah, exactly. Like so, like, and there's like this is a thing too. Like straight up, my my hate with Greta Van Fleet is that like I saw an interview. Where they were talking about their influences, right? <laughs> and they said Aerosmith, right? And they say Aerosmith, and they said like two other people, but they definitely didn't say Zeppelin. And it's just so funny because like the fucking interviewer is like, and, and. <laughs> 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 it's like, dude, they, where's my car? And. Yeah, like straight up, like the Chinese fucking like uh, takeout place, and, like, and then, like it's the same exact thing. <laughs> like it's like, really, dude? Come on, we we know it's like so that shit. I was like. Okay, bro. Fuck you. You think they gather? You think they gather before the interview? It's like, yo, don't don't mention that's happening, dog. Like one hundred percent. Don't mention, dude. but but and one. Then, oh you yeah, see, yeah. You see somebody the other band. Two shades. Tap in the leg, like yo, yo, no, man. Dude, it's <laughs> what I, it has to be, dude, because it's too on the nose and like. For them to not even say like, oh yeah, you know, even in Zeppelin too. Like, <laughs> like even in passing, you know. Yeah, I mean? like, right. Like nothing, not even sliding it. Dog. Like there, there was a song Jimmy that's who? <laughs> <laughs> Robert uh, Tree. What? Uh, Robert Plant, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, there's um a I song on the <laughs> there's a song on the EP called The Healing, and like when we wrote that song, I was like, yo, let's do like some Arctic Monkeys type shit. Uh, that or fragile, one of the two. We're like, let's do some Arctic Monkeys type shit. And like, if someone asked, me, if, yeah, probably. And like, if someone asked me, I'm not gonna be like, you know, the Strokes, um, you know, the Black Keys, a little bit of Avenged Sevenfold. Skip. It's like what, <laughs> what? <laughs> Clearly, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I, I don't have any problem admitting that. Yo, this was very influenced by this band. I really like them or whatever. Yeah, exactly. that's what turned me off when I heard that interview. I was like, oh fuck these. So you seen it bro. too? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what really turned me I off. I fucking to them. saw that interview. I'm like, really, motherfucker? Like, like, okay, bro. <laughs> okay, we all stupid. Right? Cool. Whatever. So that's the thing that I was like, whatever. But like, you know, they don't want people to find out. 
you know. Bro, the thing about this, like, but well, like, this sounds so cool. They're so original, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these mainstream people. Now. No, and like, I heard like that's the thing about it too. I heard of the other day. I heard like a because apparently you know they're famous. They got famous from their EP. They released an EP, and that has like a lot of the stuff that sounds like Zeppelin, right? And then my my friend, because I have a friend that he's a guitarist, and he showed me uh, another song from theirs, and yeah, it doesn't. It still sounds a little bit like Zeppelin. But it's definitely having it's taking on its own thing, so they're sounding more like themselves. It's like the same thing with the Arctic Monkeys, man. The first e- the first album really sounds a lot like The Strokes, a hundred percent. I hated Arctic Monkeys at first, yo. Man. Like undeniably, I was like, oh, fucking stroke ripoff, like motherfuckers, bro. I was so salty because I was such a stroke mark. <laughs> and um, what's it called? One day, my friends like in class, he's like. You don't like you don't listen to Arctic Monkeys. You listen to the Strokes. I was like, yeah, bro, fuck it. Why are you comparing them to the Strokes? He's like, bro, listen to No Buses, man, and then and then come back to me tomorrow, and and let me know what you thought. And as soon as I heard that song, I was like, I fucking love this band, bro. Yeah, dude, that band that band is so fire, dude. Like, and but like that's what I'm saying. It took them a bit to get not a bit, but like every album cycle, they definitely changing the sound. But the first two albums were pretty similar. Y- nah. I wouldn't Favorite say. Favorite Worst Nightmare is that different thing. Yeah. Different Favorite Worst Nightmare definitely is a lot heavier, and it has, like, more cinematic music yeah. influences. Like, Brian Storm, definitely, that's a, a lot heavier than pretty much anything in the first album, in my opinion. And then, like, 505. That song is fantastic. Super different. And then, like... But that song reminds me a lot of um, uh, Certain Romance. Not to me. Maybe the beat, but, like, the keyboards lyrics the bait the way it builds up or do me a favor also that song's great too also doesn't you know pretty much really that album has its own feel and it's really i think the big factor in that is that they changed the bass player because they changed re- bass pl- i thought they've had an original lineup the whole time no the bass player the first album had their another bass player and he's amazing Damn, but he has a completely he different got group Pete bested he no, and <laughs> I think Can you imagine getting kicked out of the <laughs> fucking Arctic Monkeys before they became the Arctic. He Monkeys? quit actually. He oh fuck him then. He bro. he was stupid. He was, the thing about <laughs> like he, he you know they got they got famous pretty quick and he couldn't deal with like the touring and the and like kind of like the, how big they were getting, and he was just like this ain't for me, dog. And sometimes it happens, man. I mean, I it's scary, dude. I can't imagine like I or it I it's like it, it's easier when you're younger, man. But like. If you have a job and like you're comfortable and you got bills and shit like yeah. fuck man touring it, that's really the most daunting thing to me about being a musician is like uh if I really want to take it where I want to take it at some point there's going to be a fork in the road where it's like hey quit your job and go tour and go figure it out or don't and scoop it up and I that's like it's I'm at the point where it's like I'll cross that bridge when I get there bro cuz that shit scares me I don't know uh, about I, you guys. Uh, yeah, 100%. No, no, it scares me too, but I know I'm going to go. Yeah, you know I mean, like, it might scare me, but I'm still going to do it. I I, I I, have a very supportive wife, and she's 100% about it. Like, she told me many times, it's like, do it, but if you're going to do it, do it for real. Like, don't don't hold back. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Like, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's... You know, she you know she doesn't come to every show and stuff like that, but she's the kind of wife that she's like, I support your dreams and you know I, if if I need it like she's told me many times it's like if I need to eat the bills for a while until you get where you need to get, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Which yeah. dog, not too many people would say that. Not even your parents most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, a lot of people um they don't have that kind of support system, man. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, and it's definitely needed. Um, that's why I said it's a little bit easier when you're younger. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have any fucking commitments and shit. They probably yeah. didn't even have a car. Like, they probably all pitched in and got a van or some shit, you know? Just, exactly. going, to, just going to work was your, like, day responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And, and if that, work, that's it. If that, dude. I think yeah, they got famous, like, want. pretty early. Like, yeah, 19, dude, were, 18, dude, 19. Dude, 18 or 19. I wouldn't be surprised short. if they never had a fucking job in their life, dude. I didn't have mm. a job until I was 17. They had to go to a boss. Yeah, I mean, I know people that... They don't have their first job till like they're twenty, dude. I'm at nineteen. Yeah, so think about yeah. that. Uh, they were playing shows way before that. I mean, they were on MySpace, dude. <laughs> like, on my—that's how they got famous. Was MySpace? Yeah. 
uh, put in their EP or their first album, something like that. Out they fucking they did a really good promotional campaign on their fucking uh, first album because they essentially released it for free and people noticed, oh, this is actually pretty good. And the word kind of like spread out and they just rolled the the fucking they roll with it very well and they they kicked in man yeah some success stories are just that dude they just it's right place but right time right content and right that's motivation the thing too that i've learned too like with even you know with all these like you know top like you know pop charts and stuff like that man i might not like the music but i at least i respect the hustle you know what i mean I obviously, you know, I'm not okay with everything, you know, some of these musicians do, like R. Kelly and shit like that. I don't support anything. He that actually guy has does. a great fucking voice. No. He has a great voice. Uh, but, like, you know, it's like Megan Thee Stallion, you know, like, I don't particularly like her music, but she, that, dude, she's got in she's there because. She's got a fat ass. Well, yeah, that, that helps too, I guess. But <laughs> no, 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 she's, yeah. She's Time to go to all to go to she, Colombia and get some procedures. <laughs> nah, bro, that's all Houston barbecue, boy. <laughs> Hell yeah, she's that's like, that pig roast. She's baby. like 5'10", 5'11", straight. Oh, sure. Bro, what? Nah, she, Meg the Stallion, bro, she's big. Oh. I, yeah, yeah, no, sorry. she built like a horse, man. Thick thighs, big ass, yeah. tall. And she, and she actually delivers her raps really well. I saw her do a tiny desk. My girlfriend listens to her. Um, and I saw her do a tiny desk. And it was, like, not my thing, but, like, hey, the delivery was there and shit. And it sounded good. Like, an, an acoustic rap set, I would have never fucking thought. And it actually yeah. sounded really, really good. There's um, some, some, some in that, in that, the tiny desk, there's some of the stuff that is super impressive. Like, some yeah, of the yeah. artists that you're like, what the fuck? Dude, I discover so many, like, new artists through that. Yeah. Just click on the stuff, first minute, you know, okay, warm me up to it. But once they start kicking By in, by the end of it, yeah, yeah, you're like, "Wow, who's this? I've Dude, never heard of this." King Cruel, Thundercat. I, I actually didn't like Mac Miller until I saw that Tiny Desk uh, after he died. Yeah. Um, and then uh, who else? Tyler the Creator had one. I discovered Anderson Pack like that. There's just so many dope, dope artists, man. I would fucking love to do that shit. They've also had some terrible ones too, like uh, this guy uh, Hobo Johnson. Hobo Johnson? You guys know about him? No. Yeah, yeah, the the white dude that raps. No, 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 no. He does like spoken word, and it's really yeah. It's cringe. like poetry. It's like almost like music with poetry, but it's, it's like it's not even music. It's like sounds with guy yelling weird stuff over it. <laughs> I, it's just not my cup of th- look. It's the haters coming out, dude. You, we had this whole conversation earlier, and it's fucking leaking out. But it's just that whole thing, man. I just I don't get it. It's like spoken word over like two, three notes over and over again. <laughs> but fuck, man, people like it. I, the, the thing about that, like, okay, let me be clear. If you don't like the art because it does, you feel like it's like almost like absurd or just like almost like plain or too washed out or whatever. The art itself, if you don't like the art, that's okay to hate. That's okay for criticism. But like criticizing someone because they're doing well or successful at it, I think that's kind of like the the like why. To tell you the truth, I think that has to do with the rock scene because if you go on the rap scene. They're praised for being successful. I exactly. think there's an entire uh, romanticism in rock music for being like, a loser. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And yeah, once you get a little successful, then yeah, you're sold out. I kind of feel like that's what happened with Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, yeah dude. And, and I really don't 100%. get it because, I, I mean, personally, I always love Avenged Sevenfold. And the last albums, they've been as good as, a, as the beginning ones. They've been great, they've man. They've been and good for... Since the beginning, I People used to be for me. Uh, a Bench 74 hater. Yeah? Oh my God, for real? <laughs> wow. Dude. Yeah, it was, Why, uh, it was dude? between Tribune and Avenged Sevenfold, so the fan base was always. Yeah. To tell you the truth, so when it comes to Trivium, I also love Trivium and I Yo, love Trivium their last shit. albums, but I had to say that the beginning albums, yeah, like I Ascendancy, watch, yeah. is definitely, oh, I, is definitely their top That's sh- a good album. That, and Shanga? I okay, used to watch old school YouTube. A Bench Sevenfold sucks movie maker YouTube videos. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 With like pictures <laughs> of their songs in the background the same way sucks on um, like Comic Sans. By the way, um, I don't know if you guys seen it, but have you guys uh, seen the new music video for Trivium? No. The I one for the out. Elder Scrolls? That's why I come up. I didn't have a chance to click on it. I'm going to check it song, out tonight. Like Skyrim? That song, yes. The, oh, they, they, made the music, they made a music video to that for the, the, the new video game. Oh, Dude, fun. the song is actually fucking phenomenal. It's like it makes this shit from like how they're currently now, but they brought back like the heavy shit from Shogun and mixed it into it. Shogun was a good album. It's like the comeback album. Dude, it's so fucking good. Because I was like, I was actually impressed. Like, well, the Crusade was kind of Tribune Metallica. 
That's all the right. And I love that too, Yeah, dude, it was like that's how I feel about Hail, Hail to the King, bro. It was Avenged Seven Talica, bro. Yo, just, it's like, two <laughs> and I like that album a lot, but you know, except like two songs, I was like, okay, it's tribute, but then again, it's just like, just put James Hetfield singing instead of tribute <laughs> guy, and you got, you got, you know, Ooh, um, oh yeah. Personally, for me, <laughs> is the Hail to the Hail to the King, Hail to the King. It felt also the same thing as Metallica. I feel like. Kind of like when they did the, the black album, black album, like there's no bass for me. Like the album is straight up like bass drum and guitar. That that album, the bass, the, the bass yeah, drum is not very existent. clicky. It's super clicky too. Yeah, I didn't like the clickiness that, of the trigger the, bass. The production wise is the only thing that I could say. It was like, super uh, crisp. I mean, it was crisp. it was too much. You but think it was other too than crisp? That, yeah, yeah, it's super crisp. No, I'm saying you th- you thought it was too crisp, like yeah, it needed yeah. a little a little more like. No, 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 no. It was too crisp. It needs more bass. Too much sauce, mm. dog. No, no, it definitely needs more bass. If they would add more bass, I think that one would have been even better. There but was one song I really like uh, from the second they uh, like did the teaser video for it. Um, I really liked it. It was the one with, uh, um, I don't know. It's like some Latin or some Roman type name. Let me look it up right now, bro. But it had like some kind of choir in it or some shit. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. The one from uh, from Hail to the King. Yeah. Uh, and I I remember like that got me like super hyped for that album. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh, Requiem, my dumbass. It's yeah, Latin. That. Requiem. I really like that song. Yeah, no, that song is badass. Yeah, that song, song is fantastic. I think uh, personally though, the the next album I think is a lot my cup better. Of tea. No, it's just bro. so much fucking better. Oh, I like dude. Prague, and that's the Prague-iest album, heads down. I'm, oh, it, it, 100%. It's Paradigm. Oh, it, gotta love that. Gotta love that. Shout out to that fucker. Paradigm is definitely, by. like, a phenomenal song. It's so fucking good. And, like... I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the drum beat is so killer and that shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the guy from Bad Religion, man. Um, I always forget. Phil Brooks? No. I always say his name is Phil Brooks for some reason, Phil bro. Brooke and Brooke punk, Wackerman <laughs> or Brooks Wackerman. Brooks yeah, yeah, Wackerman. I think, you, I think you're right. Brooks yeah. Wackerman. I'm so stupid. I always call him Phil Brooks. Bro. Phil Brooks Brooke, Wackerman. Phil Brooks is CM Punk. That's who he is. Yeah. That's who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, it, hap- <laughs> it, it happens, it happens to, to everybody, man. Like, oh, man. like Jack Black. I can't tell you how many times I had said Black Jack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucked up. Wait and I love it. I love is, Jack Black, but I got to think about it. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about Jack Black. Blackjack. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. Like, no, nah, man. So Brooks Wackerman, that guy's a beast. And yeah. uh, I think it's really cool that he fit in the band. And um, Lennon called it, actually, way, way back in the day when they got that guy, Ari, whatever his name was, the drummer that did Hail to the King. That he wasn't going to last? Yeah. Lennon was like, dude, this this guy's like younger. He's like our age. Like he was like 22 or 23, maybe 24 at the time. And um, he he was like he's from a metalcore band like he grew up listening to Avenged Sevenfold like he, they need a guy that's more their age like was influenced more by Metallica and Iron Maiden and you know shit like that and then lo and behold they get a guy in like his forties and he's great so yeah no he's it's, I just great. at the time I didn't think that I'm like I didn't think they would um like just add a guy really knowing it was gonna be a short term thing um, but he hit the nail on the head man he really didn't fit. You know, and uh, it seemed like they were giving him the direction there. They didn't really let him do his thing at his sauce at all. But um, I understand it was a creative choice. They wanted it to be more of a simple like cutting, you know, like a fucking like a rock or metal album. Like, I don't think they wanted to like sauce. The, the same thing that happened there is like the same thing that happened in the some kind of monster like thing with like, you know, in the in the movie of Metallica, like when they were making um, St. Anger. Or they told Kurt that they wanted to cut out some solos and not be too much solos. And you see how hurt Kurt is. So funny to watch. I remember (laughs) there was one part where um, I forget who's playing or if it was Kurt or James and uh, Kurt. It was Kirk or James. And Lars was like, yeah, I don't know. It just sounds just sounds generic, man. (laughs) Just sounds generic. And they're like, but what do you mean? It's like. You know, I've just I feel like I've heard it before, man. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's super passive aggressive, dude. It's and this motherfucker's like blonde, bleach blonde hair, like Eminem, dude. Like, yeah, it was such a weird time for the band. No, yeah, dude. Like, I think th- this is another thing too that like I I can you know I don't know if it's apathy or sympathy. stock. That's what I'm sorry. He said it was stock. 
It's yeah, yeah, stock. stock. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> There's it means. videos that uh, I saw a couple of videos. Sorry like, to interrupt. They're no, in the you studio, go. and they're playing, and like, oh, this sounds great, man. I like it. We should do that in the next song. And then the video shows like a couple of years before of an album that they already played that song, but he for- Lars forgot. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. So he's agreeing, like, yo, man, that's sick. Let's, let's put it in the album. And the show's like they've already played that part of a song. Oh, so the fact that the guy didn't even remember. Dude. I mean, I don't blame him. There's so many songs in Metallica. Yeah, dude. You know? yeah. I mean, well, and that lengthy too. Especially uh, like I don't know if that was. In, too. I think I think which one you? I, I think I know which one you're talking about. But I think that was was if that was that around the same anger period because no, it was more modern. Oh, like so 2000s, it's like I think that like, like, same anger so, was it? So like, yeah. same anger was like 2010s. Nah. Or what's it like for Death Magnetic? Could be for like. Death when Magnetic did Load and Reload around. come out? That was like 2008. Death Magnetic. Load and Reload. That was 90s. Oh, 90s. Okay. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. But they like, have keep such in an mind that if, if, that if it happened like Death Magnetic or even Saint Anger, at that point they already had a bunch of albums under their belt. Yeah, that's so it's why. just like you. I could see that, man. I I could barely keep track of the songs that we have put out. Literally, right now the inertia. I love every song about it, but sometimes I go like, damn. The healing, that's the song. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, like I you still feel like got, you've like, heard that. It's like it's so weird because the melody and the mm. musicality, I can't, I will never forget it. But like with names and lyrics, I'm so fucking. I've always that been shit. terrible with, with song names. I mean, we used to play on stage. I'd be like, Yo, Alex, or when I was next to Vince, Yo, Vince, what's next? What's the name of the next song? <laughs> All the time, dude. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That explains a lot. Yeah. Oh, dude. I need that. I need that sound effect on you. You're always perfect. Even, even I think I I don't know. I always had like, yo, what's next? What's the name of it? Okay, let me see my list. Okay, there we go. That's one thing we did. We never printed set list, dude. I don't think we ever printed a single set list. No, we did it once, and that's it. We maybe for like my memory at at the gate. I think we did it. Maybe one time, dude. But yeah, it was literally like we just knew. Like we were we. We we consistently practice like twice a week for a long time. And I remember telling other bands that they're like, "Damn, y'all get together twice a week." Like it was crazy to some other bands, dude. It's it's hard to get five people in a room, dude. Fuck yeah, no, twice I mean, a week. Everybody has that's the damn body too, man. That I also like. I come a little more sympathetic. Like fucking everybody has a life, dude. So like, yeah, I understand a lot of times when like when someone can do it or make it. I get it because shit gets in the way, man. It really does. But like. Also, we, you know, like if you really want to do it or be serious about it, depending on how far you want to get, man, you have to dedicate time because if, if you don't, chances of you doing it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Even, even like, that's what I'm saying. Even these artists that you're like, like that fuck, I don't know though, the fucking Billie the, Eilish. Yeah. She fucking, you, I bet your ass. She works her ass off. She works her ass off, dude. Like yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. That's undeniable. Like, yeah. Major, majority of the one who like we hate on. Like the grind, they did the grind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, once exactly. they became like on the top, they just kind of loosen up a bit. But some people had more of a grind than others, though. Like, yeah. I do, I respect the fuck out of Lady Gaga. Um, yeah, she was actually playing pianos out in bars in Brooklyn and, and Queens and like out there actually doing it, you know? Hell yeah, um, before she got famous and shit. And she has a great voice. Um, I just think uh, some people, you know, they find their niche and shit, it, it works, so let's do it again. But I, 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 you know, I think she'd be really cool if she if she was doing some of that older stuff like with, that she was singing, like just all piano and and, and voice, like uh, like maybe like more Adele type I, stuff. I, you, know? you know, the only thing I just hope, dude, is uh, like if you know if you know dreams, but yeah, I mean, when we get big, you know, speaking positively here, when we get big, I just hope that like we don't get big for something that's like a niche thing that we had to do every fucking night, like. I heard stories about the dude from Panic at the Disco that he hates fucking playing the song that got that them famous. Song, um, and he literally flips out. I write out. sins, not tragedies. I chimed in with a... Yes. <laughs> that fucking song. Goddamn door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, that, that song was great, though. Like, yeah, come yeah, on, exactly, bro. Like, that song was but great. He has to play it every night, and at this point, he's just, like, so the over it. Radiohead with Creep is the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All these guys know Radiohead inside and out, got bro. higher of that shit, I heard. I remember yeah. they opened with it on a tour, right? Just to shut everyone the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we played it. Shut the fuck up. Like, it was like they hadn't played it in, like, 17 years or some bullshit like that. And like they played it one time, and everybody's just like, ah! just like losing their fucking shit, bro. But 
I don't know, man. I mean, Creepy is a great song. It's just kind of sucks because Radiohead is considered a one-hit wonder, incredibly enough. Even though they're very famous. They have some songs that I didn't even know I knew. Like, yeah, they're so good. And like... They co-play. Coldplay is at least a two-hit wonder, though. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know, Coldplay has a lot of hits. Like, in the public eye, though, it's like Viva La Vida, Clocks, and I don't even know Yellow. Scientist is also fucking. Oh, the Scientist too. Okay, super famous. And then like Speed of Sound is played. Speed of Sound, yeah, that's like their. Oh, really? I don't even know which one is that. Let's go flying at the speed of sound. Oh, yeah, Coldplay. Yeah. Dude. That's what I'm talking about, bro. I didn't even know yeah, that was Coldplay. Okay, so bro. let me, dog. Yeah, in England they're like the next Beatles. Real talk, know? like that song. As far as, as I'm far a as fucking like, like, I was a huge fan of Coldplay. Like, Parachute, uh, A Rush of Blood to the Head, uh, X and Y, and you know, Bio La Vida. I love those albums. They're so fucking good. But like, literally, uh, the second, like, the fifth album, which is Silo Milo, it started doing that Maroon Five shit, dude. The pop like, stuff, right? Hell yeah, dude. It got so fucking poppy. And for me, it was just like, I haven't, like, I don't know why, but like, I find it very boring when like, I can literally predict every single chord that is going to come after the fucking chord that I just heard. Like the, the, for the mm-hmm. notes, I'm just like, if I can literally play along to the song as I'm hearing it, that to me, that's a fucking problem. That to me is super boring. You know what I'm saying? There's no surprises or, or anything. I'm, not that like anything really surprises me anymore. No surprises like, a by lot. Radiohead. Yeah, great song. Yeah, great song too. Well, Alex, I have pretty good news actually. Uh, Coldplay is releasing a new album, and it's pretty fucking good. Ooh. You've heard it? Yeah. What do they you have? Inside track Access called or It's fucking amazing. Like, Can you get me an interview with their singer since you got down? You know the insider yeah, access. You yeah, got the Google like, Drive. Shit. No, it's just Google. It's <laughs> like, right like, there. I dead ass lost track. Like I bought Silo Milo and I heard, I got I gave that sh- that album so many chances. I listened to it like five or six times. There's only a few just, bands or artists that I will buy their album without listening to a single. Exactly. Song I did that and I listened to the album like six times, dude. I was just like, this ain't for me, dog. And then I heard a couple songs in the radio that they're playing. And I'm like. No, no, they did that. Oh, shit. I was like, bro. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Oh, my God. What the fuck? They did that? Like, I'm just like, n- I was just like, no. That's like when, uh, and it's not because they got big or anything. I was, that was not my hurt. One scenario was, for like, me like that was that when Linkin Park released that EDM track with Steve Aoki oh, in one of their albums. Wow, they went really? very EDM, vibe-ish, rock EDM style uh, pop. Mediara? I, album. No, no, no. No, this was like, like in 2015. 20, yeah, this was uh, not was like, from him going... This Linkin Park just cause too early, Mother. just cause he's a mark, bro. Just cause you know the, it's just Linkin Park is the same members playing the you know yeah. the band, but if it was another band name, I w- wouldn't even know. Dude, Malik wanted to be Chester so bad oh, when dude, he was younger, play, bro. I wanted the fire tattoo <laughs> man on my wrist. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, the, I wanted the piercing in the in the, the lip, lips. Yeah, the oh, lips man. No, Chester was rad, dude. And then my Hell mom was yeah. like, "Mira, muchacho, mira." Yo, you know what? It was so funny, but um, when they came out with Minutes to Midnight. They had that song, um, you know the well, song. The one bro. in Transformers? No, 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 no. The tra- uh, okay, yeah, so the, the thing died, so we're back. Uh, so I was talking about Linkin Park. Uh, when they did uh, What I've Done for that uh, Minutes to Midnight album and the Transformers yeah. movie and shit, I remember in the video, Chester had a mohawk yeah, with the, the glasses. Mohawk, yeah. And then around the same year, 07, of it, the, the first time I heard of N7 Sevenfold was Almost Easy. And yeah. in that same video, that dude had the same exact mohawk with the same exact aviator glasses. And I remember being like, dude, this guy totally ripped off Chester. <laughs> <laughs> dude, because I, I didn't know Avenged yeah, Sevenfold at all, dude. Like, I had just heard that song on 93 Rock, and I was like, dude, this song is awesome, dude. Like, oh, that song is so catchy. Video. That video is so funny. Which one? Uh, almost easy. Almost easy. easy. Uh, it's so funny because, I mean, from the beginning, I didn't think that it was done properly. But it definitely doesn't age well. It's so oh, bad. Oh, the video made. effects, right? Yeah, it's so bad. It's like At the time, I blue. thought it was really good, dude. It's, it's like... <laughs> and the fucking... They're like in hell or whatever, and they're jumping into the mountain. Yeah, whatever, it's right? so it's cringy. Oh, yeah. come on, man. For me, for me, it's cringy, but yeah. it's funny. Whatever. It's like a shitty version of the wall music video. It's a very shitty version of the wall music video. That's Oh, wow. Think you of. think that's what it looks like? 
Oh, well, it's trying to represent, like, the people, like, you know, like, in the wall, you know, when the kids are jumping into the meat grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, it's you just, think that's what it is? It's, it feels similar because they're jumping into <laughs> the hole in hell, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, it feels so so cheesy, you know, in comparison. Like, the wall one, you see that, and you're like, whoa, that's fucking trippy. And the other one, you're like, whoa, that's... That's a green screen. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time that I saw it, I thought it was pretty cool. Other, other than the fact that he uh, he had the same exact haircut and glasses as Chester from Lincoln Park, Malik's idol. I think from like yeah, the self title that time. From the self title, I really like a uh, video wise Afterlife. I think that, Afterlife was awesome. Like v- visually, it's super cool. Like and Beast and the Harlot. Yeah, I oh, remember no, that's, that's that nice. video is sick. I Hell remember yeah. I had that video on my Walkman one day, and uh, I t- <laughs> yeah, leave me alone, dude. I had it on my Walkman, oh, and shuffle. I took it to to uh, baseball practice, and you know I couldn't have that shit on me in the dugout and stuff, so I gave it to my mom. My mom like looked through my music videos and shit, and she's like, "Why do you have this music video of these <laughs> girls kissing?" I was like, "Mom, it's just a music video, dude." It's it's it's, it's kind of funny because I have something similar. Like, so my parents are pretty big fans of Guns and Roses. Yeah. And like for some reason like, you know, I was like 9 and my parents were like you cannot watch the Garden music video. I pr- we prevent you from watching the the Garden music video. I'm Love like that song. But why? That song's awesome. And then like I was like 10 and I watched it. I'm like really? This is the the <laughs> thing you're trying to prevent me from watching like come on y'all. Like y'all Whoa. Isn't it just him through New York, walking through New York? No, no, but there's like, uh, you know, they show scenes of other people doing things, and there's these two, like, girls dancing and one about to eat the other one out. Oh, hell yeah. It's fucking great. I know. (laughs) But, like, what I'm saying is, like, my parents are like, you can't watch that. But I saw fucking Hannibal Lecter with him when I was, like, five, dude. I saw him fucking eating the dude's brain and shit. The brain and the the red dragon? Yeah. Red Dragon, right? Yeah, yeah. Called yeah, Red Dragon. Yeah. I remember seeing that scene too. That shit fucked me up. And I, bro. dude, I was four years old and I saw Robocop. Robo, dude, oh, when Robo he just gets blasted, so dude, he gets his arm blown the fuck off. I was like four, dude, and like I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where you guys think that I'm mentally developed, but I'm way past that shit. I'm into gore. You're fucked up. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I was never into gore. I remember when we would hang out at at Nick's house way back then. Yeah. The the older kids would fucking like, yo, let's watch Freddy Krueger. I was like, well, that, I'm gonna go hang out with the adults now because <laughs> I was not into that. I think that was their way of getting the little kids out of there, dude. Because every time it's like, oh, we're gonna hang out now. We watch a Friday the Thirteenth, bro. You want to stick around? No, no, I don't. Most of the time, the little kid, me and Lennon, would just be like, fuck that, dude. I'm mm-hmm. not watching that shit. I don't know, know, like for me, for me, I would be like, "Fuck yeah, put it on." Hell, you that know, shit you know traumatized me, bro. About the movies I rented out in Blockbuster back in '99, uh, South Park the movie. I was with Lennon's mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think Lennon was there and his mom, and she saw was just she didn't know what South Park was. It's a cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think he was there and I was there and his sister was there. We pull it up, and at first just cartoons, but as the movie goes on, you know, Carmen starts just cussing. And then the mom just walks by. It's like, what are you guys watching? <laughs> what? 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 What word? <laughs> she was just straight up just like the moms in the South Park movie, dude. Oh, dude. Like, Kyle's mom? Yeah, just like Kyle's mom. Like, she was shocked. These bad words. <laughs> That's amazing. The whole thing yeah. is because of, uh, the whole movie is because they watched that, that fart show, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it was cool. She let us finish it off. But she's like, yo, man, Oh, she didn't let you finish it No, she, she let us finish oh, it off. Oh, wow. She That's didn't, crazy. She reacted to it, but then she's like, whatever. Okay, I have something just like that. Um, the damage is done at that point. Yeah, right, right. Dude, my dad bought Grandma's Boy. And everybody else went to sleep. But I was literally, you know, like, I was with my dad. And my dad's like, oh, you want to watch this movie? It looks kind of funny. Let's watch it. Wait, wait. It wasn't Fairy God Finger. It wasn't Grandma's no, no, Boy. No, it was Grandma's Boy. So it, it happened, happened to you twice. twice. Nice. So, <laughs> so I was with my dad. And he puts Grandma's Boy. And my dad's like, okay. And it gets to the scene when uh, he's at the friend's house, Alex, which like is jerking funny, up on funny the enough, my name as well, he grabs one of his friend's like t- toys, which is like an anime girl, and he just starts beating his meat on the bathroom to it, like just like jacking off. What and the then fuck? The, the friend's mom walks in, it's like, honey, what? And he's like, oh, he turns around and comes on his friend's oh, mom. Crunchy oh. 2000 humor. <laughs> it's just like, it's, yeah, it's that t- typical happy Madison fucking humor. But, it's, but Grandma's Boy is still funny to me. But like, I was like 10 and my dad literally took this DVD out and snapped it in half. And he's like, you're not watching that. 
threw it out. And then, like, literally, like, three years later, we had a friend called Mark. And he's just like, yo, you guys want to watch Grandma's Boy? And we're like, we don't know if we should. And then it's like, it's hilarious. I'm like, fuck it. I'll take your word for it. And we put it on. Love that movie to this day, man. I've still never even seen that. That movie is a good movie. It's like a, it's so funny. Dude. It's like a still whole stoner, like classic. It's good. I would say. It's is just, it like half baked type thing? Yeah, it's yeah. like I would say like that, but like with that Silly. happy Madison humor, like Adam Sandler. Who's in it? Uh, a lot of the people from Happy Madison, like so, so like fucking all Adam Sandler's friends, they're in there. Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider's there. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got. I've seen. Beginning. I've seen it. Like. Um, you know, in passing and whatnot, but yeah, he's the the landlord. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. that <laughs> right expensive piece. That fucking, you know, what I mean, that guy is. He pretty much plays the same fucking character in every fucking movie, dude. I I love Rob Schneider. He's I, hilarious. Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> like dude, that shit was. I saw like hot chick like five times. Hot really? chick, bro. Me too, you man. Know, the fucking favorite, earring. My favorite yeah. ones are definitely the gigolo ones. Yeah, the Deuce yeah. Bigolo, the second the one, second one is fucking so Deuce Bigolo European gigolo. Yeah, so good. That was the, I watched the second one first, actually. Me yeah, too. Actually, I, I didn't same know same the first one existed. I watched the first one first, and then I watched the second one. But like the step from the first one to the second one is just so. Such a big jump. Yeah, I didn't like the first one after I saw the, f- the second one. I thought the second one was so much better. I like the first one. And to me, it's weird because usually second movies, they never tend to be as good as the first one. But I have to say, actually, the second one, I th- I do think it's is better. better. It's so yeah, me too. It's funnier. Me too. Um, we've been talking about a lot of other shit. Um, but before <laughs> I, I get out of here, we all get out of here. I wanted to do a little um, fun thing. that I don't know. Sh- I feel like it'd be interesting. Uh, so I want to go around Russian and, and add, oh, well, that's, that'll be very interesting, but no, I wanted to ask, I mean, Malik, first. Malik said he's, uh, he's, he doesn't know the song names too well, but I, I'll, I'll ask everyone in the room, their favorite song from the EP and why. And I mean, Malik, you wanted to start the first one. So, <laughs> well, you know what? I got, I yeah. Song the uh, name, three. So. Uh, no, give me the melody. No, it or was a one. I don't know if it's. True or not, but I assume that you guys had influence from Spanish rock. Like some Gustavo Cerati. Some Sol Estéreo influences. Oh, yeah. Which sure, song? Right? Which song? Which song? Okay. Yeah, you guys were jamming that for okay, a while, right? There you go. I like that yeah. one because, by the way, I'm like, huh, at least okay. three of which the songs. Which one is, is definitely it? like the one that has the, the, the riff that. That one's cool, but I don't know. Which one are you one. talking about then? I just remember. Not, okay, so the other, like. It's the one that's like. um has that Arctic Monkeys feel to it with that Spanish rock blend in it? I think he's talking about um, Fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're talking about okay. Fragile. Yeah, where, yeah uh, that's that's the one that actually clicked when I was doing. Where the, I uh, do the chorus and, the and Alex. Uh, okay, that's interesting, dude. That's cool. Yeah. I never, I I don't listen to too much Spanish rock, so I guess I didn't pick up on that. It was that. different because again, when I first listened to you guys, you know, I heard you guys like the Times. It had a certain vibe, right? vibe. Yeah, and I'm like, huh. You know what? Like, if I didn't, if you didn't tell me it was y'all, like, okay, who's this? Hey, guy, Mike. You know, what did you say? If you didn't tell me, like, it was Alex and Brian and you, you wouldn't have guessed. Or if Alex wouldn't sing, I would be like, oh, what band is this? Okay, it's pretty. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Brian. What about you, bro? Uh, you for sure, it's, it's the last song, uh, "Leaving." Leaving. I love that song. Um, I think it's different. It's a great closer. I love it. I think that song definitely has one of the catchier choruses. Yeah, definitely. I think the chorus on that shit is super, super, super catchy. Definitely. I I love the choruses. I love uh, the transition between the pre-chorus to the chorus at the end. I I love, after the guitar solo, the guitar solo in quotations. Right. uh, Until the ending, I think that's when the song gets even better. Uh, in my opinion, so yeah, that's my first song. Yeah, when sure. when when the the chorus is like elongated and it goes into like that bridge part. Yeah, where um you know I'm kind of hitting the crashes like back yeah. and forth type thing. There from there on it gets great it's closer. Really, really good. I love it. Um yeah no I totally agree with everything you said bro and what about you Alex? Um to me it's a toughie man because yeah like, yeah that's why I want to ask this like it really is because I mean I for a lot of these songs you know like I wrote like. Lyric wise, at least, a lot of this stuff feels a lot more personal than anything else I've done before. Like this shit, I dug deep. Like at least, like I don't know if anybody really has paid attention to the lyrics yet, but like at least "Tight Grip" felt like very personal when I was writing it. Like every single word of it, 
and leaving too. Like leaving is about some <laughs> missing someone very dearly that is not there. I mean, and yeah, man, I mean, I would say tight grip and I really like the healing. The healing is just something that at least in, in a project I haven't done yet. So it's either tight grip or healing and maybe, maybe more tight grip, I guess. But the healing, I think it's a very interesting song at least to say. Yeah. Tight grip for me was a very interesting thing because when we had Ralph uh, in the project for, for the time he was here, and doing vocals, uh, that was pretty much like one of the first songs he worked on. Yeah, and um, he came up with pretty much a chorus. Like he had a, a little bit of a verse, like maybe like a couple bars, but it was mainly the chorus. And I remember, um, I don't know, for some reason, the chorus really stuck in my head. Um, I don't know, I liked the melody of it and whatnot. So I remember when you know we kind of decided to just make it a trio and and do our own thing. Um, and uh, you presented the song for the first time, th like with your lyrics and shit, it, it caught me a little off guard. So it took me a little getting used to. But the more and the more and the more that I listened to it and uh, and actually listened to the lyrics. Yeah, no, I could tell it's a very personal song. You can hear it the way you sing it. You can hear it when we when we practice it. Uh, and it's uh, a very catchy chorus. Like at first, I, I'm not going to lie, bro. I didn't like it at first because I had <laughs> I had Ralph's idea in my head so much. But the more I listened to it and the. Uh, the notes, the the melodies in the background of the recording, you know, I, I think it, it's so dope. Um, Thank you, bro. So definitely, Tight Grip is one of, is one of the cooler songs on there. Uh, and I mean, as for me, like you said, it's a toughie, man. I really like Fragile. I think uh, which is the Soda Stereo, like Arctic Monkeys type song. Um, I don't know, man. It's I I I, I think it's because we we originally called it the hit because we were like, dude, like this shit is catchy as fuck. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Like the the build up into the chorus and shit. I thought, um, I I the way I heard it in my head is how it came out, which is something I haven't experienced with a song too often. Like usually, it's hard for me to translate it into actual music what I hear in my head, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, it's it's um it's gonna be sleepless nights because it's the first song that i wrote like to completion and actually saw it all the way through recorded it and, and everything and uh i really love the solo um the effect that's on the guitar i don't know if you guys ever play guitar hero but uh when <laughs> you do bit. when you no. tilt the guitar and uh i think it's it's called star power and when you uh -huh. tilt the guitar the notes and shit they have like this very like loud reverb or like echo type thing and that solo when you click it in it's like first of all the song is super chill up until the solo and the snare is is covered and stuff like that so you have that transition but the reverb is it reverb on the guitar yeah it has a ton of it kids yeah Just taking the weight for the fact that it's lacking a background guitar yeah 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 so, so. Um, it sounds like you're using star power, dude. Like <laughs> that shit, it has like that. Okay, reverb, when we play it live, I'll tilt the yeah, guitar. tilt the guitar like that. Just <laughs> activate it real quick. But um, dude, it uh, that and the uh, the transition of having the quiet snare and the chill song, and then it, it almost like a crescendo. Yeah, you know, um, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and no one else mentioned it, so I had to throw it in there. One thing, <laughs> one thing that I liked about every single song that is in these this EP. And I'm pretty even though we've been work, we've been trying to work the trio thing for quite a while now. Every song that we that is in DCP did not take that long to to make. You notice, like it was like, it flawed, was like, like easy. Yeah, it was like literally two practice in, and we already have pretty much the whole chunks and meats of everything down. And like you know, it was literally fixing little things here in the arrangements here and there. But for the most part, everything felt like it was just flowing. We didn't have to do too much work. And everything came naturally, which is awesome, man, because like there's nothing more annoying than working on a fucking song that you're literally beating the shit out of it just so you can get it to where it needs to get instead of something that just naturally flows. And every single time I hear musicians talking about like, oh, this the song that made them famous or like the big song is the song that fucking like they wrote in two in two hours. You know what I'm saying Sometimes actually less. I saw some interviews of Coldplay and all their hits is exactly the same. 10 minute songs that they wrote like in 10 minutes. That's crazy, man. Fucking <laughs> bastards. Yeah, no, he was just like <laughs> fucking around with in the studio because they were recording another song, but the equipment was having issues. So he was just went and started strumming the guitar and it's like, oh, that sounds cool. And he saw a yellow page. And, and because it was dark and they were recording like in a really far away place, they could see the stars. So I'm like, look at the stars, look at. And that's it. 
Wow, the sun doesn't mean shit. Are you serious? Yeah. And wow, dude. That's crazy. Was well, uh, MGMT was the same thing with the, the hit. Electric eel? Yeah. It was supposed to be like an inner joke. Like, dude, just make a pop song just because. Well, that was Switch Shadow Line, too. And it worked. Dude, that Lil Nas X with uh, Old Town Road, or uh, yeah. there's this guy na- named Juice World who died, and the biggest song he ever wrote, he said he wrote it in 20 minutes. Yeah, no, I love that song, dude. That song is so fucking fire. Dreams, right? Or Lucid Dreams. Lucid Dreams. L- dude, that song, the, it's super catchy. His voice sounds great. And when I, and a little bit of that hater came when he's like, yeah, I wrote this shit in like 20 minutes. I was like, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> I slave away to write something mediocre, dude. And he's like, just, I've been out here for a minute. Yeah, dog. <laughs> I served my nickel. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, that guy's a genius or, or you know, it's kind of crazy. Dude, you know? He was be- so young. Before we caught the podcast, yeah. I sent something to Alex uh, today in the, uh, in the morning. It's fucking badass. The guitarist of uh, Judas Priest, he had a heart attack in the middle of playing the solo of uh, oh, Painkiller. Pain he had a an order rapture. And the guy with a heart attack and everything, there's videos of him. Yeah, him falling he apart. He nailed the solo. He finished it like a fucking badass like it is. Yeah, he real rock star. And then what? And he walked off stage after? Yeah. And survived. Literally, the chances of surviving that is one out of five. The power of the solo. Yeah. The power of what the solo. What a fucking dude. badass, dude. It wow. really sucks that happened the guy recently? is not that old. Yeah, it, it happened less than a week ago. That guy is not oh that old. God. Like, he's the one of the last members that joined Judas Priest. He's fucking, he's not that old. So, the fact that he's he like got, past 40 on this. Yeah, yeah. He's, probably the he's amazing. Like, it's probably that solo, bro. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Dude, I'm surprised the drummer doesn't have a fucking heart attack every time they play that shit, bro. That's a workout, dude. Painkiller <laughs> is, is so fucking crazy, bro. Um, but with that, man, I really appreciate you guys coming out and talking pleasure, to um, to me for the for the, I mean, obviously y'all my bandmates, so y'all had to do it. No, no <laughs> ifs or buts. But man, I I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the EP. Yes, you did. Um, and I want to leave them with a, a quick preview. So I mean, this is gonna come out tomorrow, so it'll be a week no. before it drops. On the fifteenth. No, I'm talking about this podcast will come out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Cool. So yeah, we're, we're recording this Thursday night. Um, so this will come out tomorrow, the eighth, and I'm gonna be uh, out of town for the weekend. So you guys check this out while I'm uh, over in Tampa. Uh, so what song should we leave them with? I mean, at Malik's the the outsider, and he said uh, fragile. fragile. So I feel uh, like we should I agree do fragile. With fragile. It's good. Let's get him fragile. All right, so yeah. a little bit of Soda Stadio, a little bit Arctic Monkeys. You know, that, that's the album cover. It's uh oh yeah, based on that song. It is, so, bro. It is. Yeah, Interesting. That was uh, the song. Raw, so real if talk. You, if you get a chance to listen to the album and look at the picture of the album cover, just play that song and hopefully it. Or the whole the whole album. Or the whole album. Or listen to all of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's awesome, bro. I'm glad that it was able to help you with that. Um, with that being said, check out the track. Make sure you listen to Inertia by Turning Gears coming out October 15th. Super stoked, and uh, you'll see us out on the road soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Later.